This week, we talk about vegans. Also, we'll take the mystery out of brain fog and check in to see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. It sounds like one of those cheesy intro songs that when the FM stations used to have the live remotes. <laughs> yes. Coming in here from Rydell Chevrolet. Oh, yeah. All right, well. or uh, You know what? I, next time, I'm going to do the radio thing. What's you let that? it play for a little bit, and I'm going to go, all right, take that down. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to try to hit the post, as they call it. That means be done talking before the words start. Uh, like whenever there was a long song, mm-hmm. you know, or a long intro to a song. Yeah. You know, like Thunderstruck or something. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then right before the DJ Brian Johnson started. Yeah, and then they would be like, and it's a 47 degrees and traffic's good on 994 and uh, you're listening to 98.7 FM. And then, thunder! Uh, like one second. That's called hit the post. Hit the post. Yep. But oh, How dare they bastardize a hockey term. This this song doesn't have any words, right. so we would never hit the post. We would we would just talk through the whole thing. So that's what Common does on K-Fan. Okay. Yeah, he does it to some Yacht Rock song. I forgot the name. Oh, Yacht Rock. My favorite genre. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Gouge, my, gouge my ears. All right, this week we're going to talk about vegans, and I, I almost have too much information you know, this might end up being like six hours or something if we went down all the rabbit holes. Um, but don't eat the rabbit. Okay. Just keep its whole, you know, well-preserved for it to live in. Never eat it, though. Okay. <laughs> Can we eat its droppings? <laughs> and, Are they vegan? <laughs> I don't know, probably. Um, so one thing that's funny about this whole subject, though, this this, above all other subjects, you know, in the diet, fitness, nutrition world is so... There's so much dogma attached. And we're going to see a theme. Even in the news stories we're going to talk about before we even get into veganism, we're going to see how that's a common theme. And, and I, I want to point out, and we won't like dive into it deeply, mm-hmm. but I want to point out how, and I know you know this because you're a pretty level-headed, reasonable guy. That's right. But I want to point out where you could take – of one of these vegan articles and you could do put it copy and paste it into word and then do the little replace function find and with vegan <laughs> find and replace and replace vegan with carnivore and right. it'd be the same article they're that polarizing well i think yeah when people read them but i i would say <clears throat> in my experience i mean because i'm basically carnivore and i'm nowhere near as dogmatic true and and neither are a lot of vegans well, but I'd say the but the needle, the, the percentage fr- the, is off. The, but the fringe, I don't, I don't eh, because there's more vegans. There's more vegans and carnivores, you know, you're not going to s- see them protesting outside of a farm. No. And running into a restaurant and yelling at everyone. Well, no, because they're not there to, they don't care if you save the spinach. Exactly. <laughs> right. And that's part of the dogma, the dogma that gets attached to particularly veganism. And now, okay. Let's get into our news news story here first. And you may wonder, okay, why are we talking about Bill Maher, right? I mean, it's about COVID stuff. It's about, you know, politics, which this isn't a show about that. But I wanted to bring up this story because, you know, I couldn't be more diametrically opposed to Bill Maher most of the time. But I found him to be 
open to hearing other people's opinions. He is. And when he sees something, even on his own side, that is wrong, he goes, that's bullshit. Yep. He doesn't just go, well, since they're liberal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push that agenda because they're on my side, so I agree and everything they say is correct. You know, so one thing I, I found this article where uh, it says Mar praises DeSantis, Knox, Cuomo, liberal media for getting COVID wrong. Those are just facts. So basically he's saying, you know, uh, liberals overreacted to COVID. Um, conservatives maybe underreacted. And, you know, they're and he, obviously he disagrees with the conservative take, but he also disagrees with the, the liberal take, um, overestimating the danger to COVID. And but he's that's, open to that, and that's what's interesting. And, that, and that's great. Mm-hmm. And more people need to be like that, and exactly. I strive to be like that. The yeah. problem is, is people dig their toes in and their heels, and they double down on what they thought all along, so they're incapable of changing their mind. Or it ever admitting that they're wrong. But here's the problem with admitting you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and because everything's become so tense yeah. and, and fighting the infighting back and forth that you can't be wrong anymore. Right. Because if you said... And you just get steamrolled. Yeah. If right. someone came out and they said, you know what? You know what? I was wrong. And... We we overreacted. We took COVID a little too serious. We didn't mm-hmm. need to take it as serious as we did, but we didn't know at the time. But I, I have to admit, I was wrong. And if you say that, the people who are against you will go, you were wrong, yes, about everything. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just like you said, they steamroll you yeah, and the they do- take it way too far. The dogmatic ones, yes. Right. So, so what does that breed? It breeds an environment where people refuse to admit they're wrong. Right. Because you why, won't let them be wrong. And that's why when you see Bill Maher... He's an anomaly now. Right. And it stands out. He's like a unicorn. But they don't know what to do with him. Exactly. And that's why liberals will shit on him more. Um, so here's one of the quotes. He says, Democrats also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID and to the mortality rate among children, all of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. So if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? The problem is the red person's going to hear that what he just said and say, "See, every school never should have closed one day." Mm-hmm. They just <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. But I just I just love seeing him actually like go, "Hey, we weren't, yeah. we weren't 100% right." And because, you know, everybody on the left was shitting on Texas and Florida for opening. And here's another quote. He says, Texas lifted its COVID restrictions recently and their infection rates went down in part because of people getting outside to let the sun and wind do their thing. They're outside. Yeah, they're outside. I mean, so that the worst thing you could do is be locked in your house, spreading the COVID around even more. Um, But I remember when those States opened, what do they call them? Neanderthals or whatever. Um, And you know, Points, po- yeah, exactly. It points to Bill Maher for having the balls to admit that. So, hey, these um, these people getting together and saying "f off," we're going to get together and we're not going to wear a mask, and numbers didn't go up. Exactly. And we spots, have the data now, but so but they did in others. So well, right, and we have, and almost everybody that's adult, adult has been vaccinated now. So, you know. Agreed. So here's another quote. He says, Florida Governor DeSantis protected his most vulnerable population, the elderly, way better than did the governor of New York. I mean, for a liberal to say that, that's huge. He's, I think he's a, he's a little more apolitical than people give him credit for. You know what's funny too is, <clears throat> and here's where I give Bill Maher credit too, because 
when uh, have you ever seen Religious, the documentary he mm-hmm. did about religions? So he basically says, you know, religious extremism of any kind is not good. Mm-hmm. But he says Islam is different. You know, like sure, yeah, there's some nutty Catholics and Baptists and Protestants and whatever, but Islam is different. And he draws a distinction. And boy, the left just hated him when he when he took that stance. Um, and he's just looking at the facts. It's like who yep. who of you know these particular religions, which ones want to actually cause harm as part of their main agenda? Right. So you know, and he just got shot on hard because you're not allowed to ever say anything negative about but, Islam. But if you're you keep, the funny thing is, is you keep saying you're, you're proving that though in yourself by keep calling him a liberal. Well, and the only reason you think he's a liberal is because he does the same thing to conservatives. Well, yeah. I so mean, he, as soon as you hear him go, well, I, I don't, shit conservative and they're like, oh, he's a liberal. No, that's well, self-declared. Oh, if you ask, oh, he, he donated a million dollars to Obama. I mean, so he's, did Trump. <clears throat> <laughs> now, Bill Maher is unabashedly a liberal. If you ask him, he so would. He would <laughs> well, Anyways, go on. Right, but so I—that's I, just me listening to him and taking his word for what he what he says right. he is. Right. I mean, no, whatever, whatever. That's why it's an anomaly because he doesn't do this often. I don't. Yeah, that's so, a political show where I would argue that liberal and conservative and progressive is not a label. Well, and the thing—the main thing I want to point out and how it. Uh, dovetails into the discussion today is the fact that he doesn't want to shut down your speech. Right. He's he's willing to hear your opinions. Yep. And that is that is all I need. Yep. As a participant of society, is I want to have my opinions be heard and respected. And I don't care if you disagree. I'm not afraid of speech. I'm not afraid of someone else's opinion. Right. I'm secure enough in my own beliefs where. I'm allowed to hear the exact opposite viewpoint and I don't explode. I can go on with my day and exist. Right. You know, it's not yep. going to, I'm not that insecure and threatened. Whereas I, I, there's a, seems like there's a culture now where people not only do they, they don't want to just disagree. They want you not to be able to even say what I don't know, like. Shut down your Twitter. You can't be on Facebook, yep. you, you know, in which, yeah, they're private companies. I understand all that, but why, why are you afraid of their speech? Why can't you have it out there and put your viewpoint out there as a counterpoint and let the free market of ideas sort it out? So I think this is a a good example of how that's possible. So, you know, I wish that more people were like that. But it's funny because in the vegan, carnivore, keto, whatever, on those arguments between all these diet lifestyle choices, there's a lot of this. Oh, it's it it's the parallels are are creepy. And your average person that's trying to like, okay, how do I drop some weight? How do I get healthier? They hear all this competing information coming up from different angles, all different sides. Like you said, you could find the exact same article basically that says eat all the meat, and then the one yeah. that says never eat meat, it'll yeah. kill you. And yeah. You know, For all the same you, reasons. Yeah, how do you make these decisions? Yeah, because you can find a zillion articles that say, you know, vegans, being vegan lowers your risk of heart disease, mm-hmm. right? And then you'll find the same thing on all the carnivore sites and keto sites. And yep. basically all these diets claim that. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I just, I'll post this article. I thought it was a, a very interesting thing. Um, so let's uh, get into, <laughs> okay, this is kind of funny. Did you see this Will Smith article? I did. I celebrated it. (laughs) 
Okay, so Will Smith basically says he's 52, and he says he's in the worst shape of his life. <laughs> but let's be honest. In the, <laughs> this is a man who spent most of his career playing elite soldiers, hero cops, and actual greatest athlete of all time. Uh, so yeah, he was all you know. He's always in really good shape. And so what happened? Did he just? Okay, so what happened? Will puts his own transformation down to lockdown and late night snacking. Oh, that is evil, isn't it? Yep. But many men will also see him as, as an example of the midlife slide where fat suddenly seems impossible to shift. It's the point where your regular routine just isn't enough anymore. You don't seem to be doing much different, but you woke up one morning and your favorite t-shirt's a bit too tight. So I have one observation I'm going to share. So, yeah, what do you think about Will Smith being in the worst shape of his life? And what do you think he's going to do about it? Well... I already saw the teacher's answers on the desk, because I so I know what he's going to do. But here's the observation I have: he's going to do, he's going to fix it, right? But here's the observation I have, and I don't know if you have one of him up there in that story that you could keep up, like a yeah, yeah a picture of him. The picture isn't loading, but let me see if I can get it. To go um, one of my observations, and I would love to be a fly on the corner of the computer screen or their mm -hmm. phone as, as the average American male mm. was reading that article. And they said, Oh, there it is. Cause I guarantee you nobody, nobody, <laughs> the average American male read that story, looked at that picture and then photo shoot and said, fuck, he's out of shape. <laughs> like and then they look down. Even, like that's not even bad, you Right. Mean? Oh, right, right. I mean, he's he's selling it. He's pushing his gut out. Yeah, he's got a gut. And he still has muscle tone, and he's yeah, still defined. You can tell there's muscle under there still. Right. He's just got to shrink. He's just got to drop some body fat. Right. So how many people just went, whoa, whoa, whoa. If that's the worst shape of his life, what am I? Right. Oh, Yeah. Well, and you know he's got to he's got to get in better shape, otherwise his wife's going to start banging more rappers. <laughs> oh, did you see that? Yeah, when they're on the, they have their red table. The, yep. I'm telling you, Hollywood stars are weird, man. Like what they'll tolerate. Yeah, yep. And then that just the she whole basically fact that, banged some young dude, and he's right. like, and they're still together, and he's like, kind of, eh, I, uh, I get it. I kind of, kind of blamed himself. Yeah, ah, it's like weird, man. But yeah, no, I, I really, really like this story because he's like, you know what? It was a weird time. We were all in weird places. We didn't know how to react. So we did what felt good. Emotionally dealt Yeah, we with it. just said, you know what? I'm going to have some chips and probably gym's not open and I'm not much of a home workout guy. And, and, <laughs> and when you're his age, yeah, we're, we're almost that age. Right. The shit gets sideways. Right. It gets sideways quick. Well, it's harder and harder. Every yep. year. But it's easier to gain. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it, exactly. The shit can get sideways real Yeah, your fast. testosterone drops, your metabolism slows, whatever. All the, the age things happen. And like like he, like the person said in the article, you know, this, you're doing the same things, but you're not getting the same results. Right. You have to restrict your calories a little more. You got to work out a little nice harder. You know, lift out, lift more weight. You know, you got to keep increasing the actions you're taking or... You, but, ah, 
bullshit. You don't have to take that lane down. I'm forty. I'm going to be no, forty-eight right. years old in August, and my my TDEE, my total daily energy expenditure, is four thousand calories. Okay, but if somebody's a Joe Cubicle and they look at well, you, that's their fault. Well, I know, but I'm saying, look what you had to do. That was. You're not making the case that it's no effort. You're saying it's a shit ton of effort because that's what you put out every week. It's a shit ton of effort, but it's not impossible. Oh, of course it's not. It's not just, no, no, no. Oh, this is the age card. and No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying oh, okay, you okay, got to turn okay. up the dial. Okay. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying, unfortunately, if you remain static and performing exactly the okay. same things you're doing, you're going to. If you waited until now, then you have to turn up the dial. I mean, I well, got I this lean Will body Smith mass was in t- at 35, 36, and then I started getting more and more and more muscle. Right. So then once you get that lean body mass and lift heavy shit, it's a lot easier to keep the spare tire at bay. And to get back to it. Right. Like if you let yourself go during the pandy like he did, you know he's going to recover. R- quickly. Yeah. Six months, he could be looking ripped yep. if he wants. And then people say, well, he, yeah, he has, that's his job. Yep. And he has a professional diet, That's traditions, and trainers. It's true. It's nothing you can't do at home. Right. Exactly. All right. That brings us into our another uh, bit of a discussion here. You sent me this article about, it says, and the title is, Some Health at Every Size Advocates Violate Core Principles of Healthcare Ethics. Now, I didn't even look at this article yet, but the title was Do you just, remember when we discussed the health at any size Thing. Oh yeah, I forgot. Fat acceptance. Fat acceptance. Yep, I believe healthy at any size. I'm I'm heavy, but I'm healthy. Yep. Um, and, and I argued it. And, and we and, said and just because you can walk or swim doesn't right, mean you're right. And mean. I, but also rem- remember what I said. I said, and if it's doctors telling people this, it, it's fucking criminal. And then right. boom, here's this article. So that's basically the the premise of this article is that if you're telling people that that's okay. That you're you're not only letting them down, that you're giving them complete misinformation and doing giving them damaging information. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's it's it violates their code of ethics. Right. Yeah, because you can't sit there and say, "Yep, you're fine. Go ahead and be 100 pounds overweight. No problems. You can still swim." Right. Yeah. And 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 they don't. They mm-hmm. say you're making little changes that are going to make a difference. So keep it up, but you still need to eventually move the needle a little right. quicker than you are. Mm-hmm. Because, you know what, they might be young, and they might have good blood work. Yeah. And they might have, you know, some biomarkers might be okay, but guess what? You're going to wake up one day, and now you're 40, and the doctor goes, oh, you're type 2 diabe- yeah, diabetic, you're diabetic, and you're hypertensive, and, 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 and you got a whole, your cholesterol 7,000. And then, and then you know what they say? Well, that can't be. Because I decided I was healthy. <laughs> so check the numbers again, Doc. Yeah. Because I've already made the decision that I'm healthy. It's almost like smoking. Okay, like if you're 21 and you're smoking and you're completely healthy. Right. Well, check back in 15 years. Yeah. You know. Well, I'll quit by then. Right. Yeah, see how your lungs are after 15 years of that. Right. And, you know, in this case, it would be see how your blood sugar is, see how your arteries are. Um you know, the, what's that, the CAC score, you know, where the checks for artery damage, right. you know, check that. And then keep. Every five years and see And then keep <clears throat> just day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, reinforcing that habit mm-hmm. of living that way. Exactly. So it's funny because you had a little, we had a, you had a post on Facebook the other day talking about the dad bod, which kind of relates to this, right? And the Will Smith conversation too. Yeah. And, yep. you know, 
you basically said that women or whoever's attracted to men, that a man with a dad bod is not going to be as attractive as somebody who's lean. No, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and to argue otherwise is bullshit. <laughs> and, well, it is. It's bullshit. And it got a and little bit. It, it did got a, it, got yeah, heated, got it got a got, little bit heated. And, and some of the ladies <laughs> got in there and got, they got a little aggressive. And they're saying, <laughs> well, I guess I guess if my partner's not fit and trim and buff, then I don't love him. I, or I should divorce Dude, him or something. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Talk about, about taking that. that and running with it and spinning right. it into some bullshit that I didn't even say. Yep. You can have all of those positive attributes, a loving partner, a wonderful husband, an awesome father, provider, j- just everything that you check all the boxes for mm-hmm. the perfect partner and still be fit. Yep. And you would right. prefer them fit. Don't fucking lie. Yeah, it's it's if ever all things being equal, right? You prefer the leaner guy or the chubbier guy, right? And there's probably some people out there that legitimately, you know, have a fetish. no, no, no. They and they don't have a fetish. You know what though? You know what they prefer when you when I read I or read a bunch of articles. They say the insecurity thing. That's one of them, but that's smaller. The most popular one is, well, if he's got a little bit more to love. And he's got some softness to him and some love handles. He's probably going to take me to nice restaurants and be able to enjoy a meal and and have some wine and some beer instead of like waking me up at five a.m. to go rucking. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, and 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 that I can buy. <laughs> yeah, that because that's the I want to spend time with my partner. I want to go hold hands and get an ice cream cone, not ice cream. I ain't eating no fucking ice cream. Yeah. You crazy? Look at that. And it's like, like points at his ass. Wind sprints to do. <laughs> right. I get that. Smacking ice cream out of people's but hands. But let's just say your partner checked all those boxes mm-hmm. and didn't have to work out to get that. Right. Would you prefer it? Yeah. Don't even lie to me. Well, it's one of those things, well, nobody will ever admit it. No. Because then it's basically, then they're shitting on their- Their partner. Their partner that they're has going, a dad bod. Right. Yeah. Right. So they're never going to say publicly, And why? I'd love it if you'd lean out a little. And why did they do that? I said it in the post. Why do they do that? Well, because- Because they, they're females and they're fucking kind right, by, they're by just, nature. They're nice. Yep, exactly. They're just loving and kind and just want people to be happy and feel good about themselves by nature. This their intrinsic- Right, Tra- you know, go to is to just be really nice to people. Yeah, that's why you never want to hurt anyone, or, right? Or you know, say anything mean, unlike Dewey. <laughs> but you're just say- you're just trying to say the truth, right? And, you know, and 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 maybe maybe it was insensitive, or or maybe as some people told me, that it didn't need to be said. Yeah, um, but I think it does. Well, I think it needs to be said because the men who aren't hearing that think it's okay right like they think oh, i'm just as hot as as joe six-pack over there right because my wife said she's preferred yeah. it this way yeah she likes chunky monkey no she loves you yeah and she'd lay down in traffic for you yeah she doesn't love that spare tire right yeah that, that was an interesting discussion but it was kind of funny how it went sideways like um people get get heated you know and i mean i i thought it was funny and i had no problems with what you're saying and because I look at it as it's all changeable. So right. even if I ha- had a gut and it's mostly gone now and I'm working to get away the rest, I mean, that's why I pull up my it's shirt every your, week. It's not your right? color of your skin. No, exactly. It's it's right. some, it's an attribute that I can change. I'm in control of that. So, uh, you know, if you were like shitting on me for my height every week, which I do, which he has, <laughs> has done. Well, no, I throw in push-ups once in a while. <laughs> 
right, but I can change that. But <laughs> true, if you were like, you fucking short midget mother God, you know, mm-hmm. you're shitting on me for my height or something I couldn't do anything about, I'd still be fine with it because I'm not you're thick a sensitive, right. you know, flower. Right. But if you shit on my gut when it was there and now that it's going away, I'm, I can change that. I'm not, right. I'm not threatened by that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think and, some and, people feel like, and that's the crux of it. The dad, the <sighs> dad bod guys that hear that, they go, they think that they're stuck with it. Yep. And they need to like, realize, oh, genetics. dude, you can be the Joe six pack, not six pack drinking, but six pack abs. You can be the, you can look like, or the, you can be in between. Yeah. You can, you can improve wherever you're at. You can improve it. And there's no reason you can't. It's not impossible. No. And look at what, that's why Will Smith is out there with his gut out on Instagram. Cause he's like, dang, you know, I, I fucked Bought up. and paid for I did this. Yeah. Nobody did it to me. And that's an accountability piece. For because sure. Now that he threw that up there. And oh, he's, he's got, got to come back. How many million followers? There's got to be a photo shoot. Yeah. If there's not follow a ripped up. with d- a bunch of downlighting, like the Camille <laughs> right. Nagiani guy. Yep. 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 Like that thirst trap, you know, after he got ripped for the. Avengers, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if he doesn't come back with one of those photo shoots, like in six months to a year, then yep. he's going to just get destroyed. So there's that accountability piece is there too. Well, and where where I took, where I take exception to the, and I have thick skin too. I can take a blasting on my, yep. on my post and my opinion. Yep. But where I think it gets below the belt is when people take what I said and twist it into that I'm defining people's self-worth by their looks. Right. And you're saying the exact what? opposite. What? You're saying the exact opposite, that it's has nothing to do with your character, and it's an easily changeable attribute. Right. Yeah. Boom. That's what I say to that. Lots of bombs. Ain't going to be anything left. <laughs> so, yeah, you can take control of your your size, your dad bod, you can, you can get rid of it. And it's okay to own it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to, that's not okay to accept it. That's right. Be here for your kids. Don't just lay down and give up. Right. All right. Next. Not what? What's next? All right. <laughs> so uh, before we start talking about vegans and stuff, I thought we'd look at some hilarious memes. So this is why you want to, if you're listening on the audio podcast, you want to get on YouTube and check some of these out. This one's funny. It says, when your cats know you're vegan, so they bring you vegan kills and the cat has a leaf in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I had a vegan hot dog. Them, why do you always mention you're vegan? Me next time, I had a hot dog. Them, what? I thought you were vegan. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part about being, being vegan is having to wake up at 5 a.m. to milk the almonds. <laughs> I think the, I think That's the, good. I think the never seen tits on an almond. It's the stupidest thing ever. It's not clever. It's not funny. It's not even yeah. amusing. Right. It's just stupid. And people yeah. just, they buy t-shirts and they laugh. Yeah. We can argue about whether almond milk's worth a shit or not. That's a whole nother debate. But yeah. I drink it every day. But that is, that is the guy's milking an almond into a little bucket. <laughs> Here's one that says, it's, it's got a picture of a, a barn, the remains of a barn on fire and two cows looking gangster. It says Old McDonald oh, had a farm. farm. Had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only way to have chicken for dinner, and then it's a chicken sitting in a chair ready to eat with you. Adorbs. Adorbs. When people say they have never tried vegan food, then it's somebody holding a piece of bread. All right. <laughs> you must be healthy since you're vegan, me. 
peanut butter and crack sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Fries, a friend to starving vegans in restaurants everywhere. Oh, man. You know, I think you think it's hard for me as a carnivore to go to restaurants, you know, like Italian restaurants are tough. Oh, but as a vegan boy, that's that's going to be. It's the it's both I talked about it a little bit ago in a different way, but it's both end of the ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. where it's just it's so polarizing. There's so there's so much dogma, and they just they've they've just dug in, and yes, that's not even the hardest part of the lifestyle. Right, the lifestyle is going out to eat and not getting bored. Mm-hmm. Like I've mentioned that I'm going to eventually here go down the the vegan road and plant-based whole foods and see how it goes and i you know i i I stand behind um being an n of one yep and trying everything and say well here's what happened when i was vegan um and the uh, i've gone through the thought process of finding out what i'm going to eat yeah shit there's nothing to eat. <laughs> well, just watch vegan YouTube. There's not. There's, no, there's, there's tons of what to... I eat in a day videos. Oh, gee. and they're well lit and attractive people, and everything and the, looks delish. Right. Come on, and, man. And I get hungry thinking about having already eaten it. Yeah. Because it's not going to fill me up. Speaking of, uh, I'll eat all day to get four thousand calories. Are you kidding me? Well, here's a, a little bit of a funny story. I heard Paul Saladino talking about because he was vegan for couple of years. Ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, that eventually led him to low carb and then ultimately carnivore. But he, he, he said when he was doing his residency, he was farting so bad and consistently when he was vegan that his office mates reported him to their management, <laughs> to the hospital administration and said, you got to get this guy a different office. <laughs> it's, so, but, but you know, the, there's vegans, some the vegans will say that's what you're supposed to do. I guess. That's how your body's supposed to work. Right. So, okay, so we sh- we uh, made fun of vegans there a little bit with some memes. Now let's look at some some stuff that makes fun of some carnivores or takes the carnivore side. It says, here's one. It says, happy people live longer. Bacon makes you happy. Therefore, bacon helps you live longer. Oh, I like that. And insert heroin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. It's funny shit. Okay, here's You can say it with anything. How vegans think they get their food and some guy picking an apple out of a tree. This is how vegans really get their food, and it's got a giant ocean liner barge. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. And we're going to get into that when we talk about some of the pros and cons of veganism mm-hmm. and where it comes from. Sure. And, I mean, I'll say the same thing about meat. I mean, if I can buy my meat locally, that's what I'm trying to do. Yep. But guess what? There's no avocados in Minnesota. No. So if you're eating avocados, it didn't. it didn't – it got here on some – Giant gas guzzling truck, diesel fuel blasting from Mexico, plane or yeah. or truck, avocados, California, California or Mexico. Yep. So that's funny. Oh, this this one's funny too. It says, uh, "Vegan, I don't eat meat because I respect nature, nature." nature. And then it's got <laughs> a coyote, a coyote with a freaking squirrel in his mouth, or a beaver, whatever, whatever that is. A rabbit, yeah, just ga- destroying it. <laughs> That's funny, man. Oh, here's one that says, nobody talks about it, but penguins are probably delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. The sharks think so. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and the the killer whales. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, they love them. Um. Okay, so let's get into our topic for the week here. So, brain fog. Oh, that's your. That's our term of the week. Brain fog. I need a jingle for that. What is it? What does it mean to you? How would you it's define brain fog? Explanatory. It's well, just is it a fogginess? I want it to be Dewey. Dewey explained. Oh, um, what I just doing right there? You stumble and look for words and and uh, can't come up with the right thing to say. I think of it as your brains. Yeah, it's not firing on all cylinders. You're slow to react. It's kind of like your cognition is impaired. Remember when you'd spend all day at the, at the public city pool mm-hmm. and you'd open your eyes underwater? Yeah. And you remember how your eyes look cloudy? Right. That, that's brain fog. Okay. That's your brain looking through that clouded lens and it's just the, it's being bogged down. Okay. Well, here's an article about it talking about inflammation and linking uh, brain fog to chronic illness. So let's see. It says inflammation may be responsible for the mental sluggishness that often accompanies illness. Okay, many people who struggle with chronic illness report severe mental fatigue that they often describe as brain fog or sluggishness. This condition can be debilitating as the disease. It can be as debilitating as the disease itself. Okay, so it's funny because that's one of the uh, things that you see lessening, and even in vegan diets, I'll hear this. You know, people giving their, you know, their anecdotal reports of their own experience. And I have a theory as to why that is. But you hear this a lot in low-carb, keto, carnivore space as well. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a reduction in inflammation coming off the standard American diet is really the key. Mm-hmm. Whether you go from standard American diet to vegan or, you know, like whole food plant-based vegan or mm-hmm. standard American diet to carnivore or keto, right? that's the key. Is yep. it coming off the standard American diet? And that's why the inflammation drops. And as a result, your brain fog clears up. Right. Yeah. And you hear, that's why you hear that a lot reported in all these diets. So it's not. Well, yeah, that's the same thing when I said before, when you could take each article and right. do word replace. Exactly. It's the same thing. Yep. So anyways, in this article, they're kind of tying it to inflammation. And that's why they call Alzheimer's type three diabetes, mm-hmm. right? Inflammation of the brain. And, you know, I have a buddy that has chronic fatigue syndrome and he went out to Stanford and got, there's a specialist that has a, a child that just has saying it. that made me on <laughs> right. chronic fatigue. Yeah. It's just, that's exhausting to say. Oh yeah. And that sucks though. Really sucks. I mean, it's very debilitating. And in fact, the, the child of the, Researcher that handles it at Stanford is m- mute or moot. What's the mute? mute. It's mute. Yeah, mute. Cannot, I mean, so debilitating they can't speak. Wow. How effed up is that? Poor kid. And then it ranges from that to, you know, I'm just tired, some tired, and there's a whole spectrum, you know, in between, anywhere in between. But brain fog and is a huge chunk of this, too. So, you know, it's funny because one of the recommendations they said was try beef, salt, and water. Shut up. Yeah. Really? At Stanford. Yeah, which I was like, holy shit, because I've, I've been pushing Carnivore on him, you know, sending the Michaela Peterson on Rogan, Jordan Peterson on Rogan. The funny, part is, is, the funny part is, is he probably went, get your kook. Which, oh, yeah. Which, yeah. which doctor voodoo bullshit out of here. And then the doctor says, oh, okay. That, that's <laughs> the funny part is I was amazed that they said that. Right. I oh, that's, ex- yeah, yeah that's ex- crazy. 
Right. So they must be seeing some success. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I sent them all that stuff even against my best instincts because I know from oh, right. in sales and persuasion, you can never talk anybody into anything. No, people get convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. Exactly. And just because they fact, bought it doesn't mean they wanted it. In fact, they'll push against you. Yeah. So you're worsening your chances of them coming away to your coming around to your way of thinking by trying to push them into it. Right. Because there's a human instinct thing where if you, you know, push at someone, their instinct is push back. Right. So, you know, if you pull, they're going to, they're going to react and pull back. So it just doesn't work. And, nope. you know, this is literally the definition of dogma. And I got to look, I got to look this up. You first. just described what the makes part of social media shit. <laughs> <laughs> that right there. Right there. Okay. I, I've argued till I was blue in the face on Facebook and never changed one person's opinion. Dogmatic, characterized by or given to the expression of opinions very strongly or positively as if they were facts. Right. Right. And that's the problem that people can't wrap their mind around, mm-hmm. that carnivore, vegan, whole 30, paleo, high carb, low carb, fat, high fat, low fat, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's none of that shit. And this is what gets me fired up with registered dietitians. Right. Because they read a book that's 200 years old. None of that is settled science. Right. None of it. No. Keep an open mind. Nobody can make any declarations. No. All all you can do, the best, best you can do is say, look at my clinic. We've been doing this and here's been our results. Or look, I did this. Right. And here's what happened. Right. And that's an N of one. Yep. And then best, better than that is an N of 200 at a clinic where, you know, we they've have been, that study coming up. Right. Where they've been practicing a certain way of eating and right. had certain results. And yep. then you can, you can use your own judgment to compare what do you think is the best results. And that's why this stuff is so difficult because it comes at you from all angles. Right. Well, yeah. And people just want here, here, just here's, here's money. Yep. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. So brain fog, that's an interesting one, but, you know, uh, again, mine goes away when I fast. Oh, fasting is a huge way, huge, awesome tool to cure brain fog. And, you know, I think. Until you you eat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you're like George Costanza. Remember when he goes without sex for a while? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And he's like, just. He's like Stephen Hawking. Yeah. He's a genius. And then he ends up having sex with the maid or whatever. And and he's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Eating's, but, eating's the same way. Yeah, brain fog. It's it's. But I, yeah, I achieve a super high level of mental clarity when I'm fasting. Oh, it's crazy, without a man. doubt. But you know, and I think it's that inflammation reduction. That's why people, when they go from the standard American diet to any of these diets, even vegan, they see that benefit, which is interesting because, as a dogmatic carnivore, I would have said, "No, you're not going to get that on vegan." Right. Well, they do. Right. They report it a lot. In fact, that's one of the reasons why vegans are so like gung-ho when they start Yep, because they're seeing some of these benefits. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's and, the honeymoon phase. And we'll get into that. Um, so that's brain fog. So let's, uh, let's get into our topic. Just the fasting thing. Remember when we were kids and they said, you gotta have lunch. These kids need to eat. They, yeah. they, they're here to learn. Oh yeah. They need to have full bellies. The brain. Yeah. Right. Imagine if they would have been fasting, how much sharper they would have been. Right. All right, well, let's get into our topic. So just, I like to pull up the definition. So just so everyone, 
is on the same page. Definition of vegan. A strict vegetarian who consumes no food such as meat, eggs, or dairy products that comes from animals. Also one who abstains from using animal products such as leather. So. That's the um, moralistic vegan. Well, and, and that's just the Webster's definition. Right? Yeah, but it's true. I mean, there are vegans who do it because well, I love animals. We're going to go through the three pro-vegan reasons. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's, you know, number one is ethical. I don't want to hurt. Sure. I don't want to hurt the animals. And, and we'll get into all these. Number two, meat's bad for the environment. So I'm going to eat the healthy plants. <laughs> Vegetables are bad for the planet, too. We're going to get into that. People, people are what's wrong with the planet. Number three, health. These awesomely vitamin-filled plants are good for me, and that evil red meat's going to give you cancer and kill you of a heart attack. It's going to yeah, clog your arteries. Because you picked up carrots, tomatoes, and cucumbers, and you got rid of Twinkies. <laughs> right. That's why you're healthier. So that's the three reasons people go vegan. The ethical reason, the environmental reason, and the health reason. And I'll, and we'll get into some of these, and this is what contributes to the dogma, the extreme dogmatic positions um, to the point where there's, they get violent, they're protesting, they don't care about destroying property or even lives, ironically, right? to save the chickens or the, chicken. the cows or whatever. Um, so let's, let's get in, go through this article real quick. So the ethics of veganism, ethical reasons to go vegan. So... Sitting here, oh, here's the three reasons right here: health and I can respect. I can respect that. Mm -hmm. If if you don't want to eat an animal that was living and you don't want to contribute to the reason it gets killed, rock on, dude. Leave yep. me, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Okay. But what if they were protesting outside a farm that grows cattle or a ranch that grows cattle and? Wanting to burn down the farm they, to, well, in order well, well, to save the cows. You, you life. went. You went from. Mm -hmm. You went from peaceful protest to criminal. Right. Or any of that. Now you're going to jail. Right. You can protest all you want. I don't give a shit. Make all your signs. I don't care. But what if you're just wrong? What if they can't be? You can't tell someone's opinion is wrong. They think it's unethical. So it okay. is. And we went through in this. In their mind. Uh, you know, uh, many episodes ago, and I forget which one, but uh, we talked about when I, it was after I watched, I think it was uh, Game Sacred Changers. Cow. No, oh, no. Okay. I haven't watched Game Changers. I can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to wince the whole time. No, you won't. You won't. You're going to watch really? it and go, fuck, I better look into this. Really? It's so well done. It's sneaky good. Yeah, because yep. see, I've heard all the... I've heard all the debates on Rogan about, you know, all the guys crapping on each other, the whole, you know, so I've heard of all sides talking about it. That was with James, what's his name, and Chris Kresser. Right. And they were both on Rogan. It didn't make, you know, the, the meat eater perspective look very good. I mean, he's no. just not a very good debater. He, no, he's a passive. And the nice MMA guy. guy is really aggressive. Really aggressive. Yep. Yeah. So and that, he was just spewing, he just lost puking up stuff. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he wasn't a very good debater. But then he had so. a follow up. To the debate on yeah. his podcast, and they destroyed James. So, uh, and the funny thing is, I think uh, the, the tell for me, the telling statistic is let's look at the health of the people involved, right? I mean, that's it's kind of like the fat fitness train. You can't be a fat fitness trainer, true. You know, so let's look at the health of the people. And if you're healthy on and on veganism, great. I'm not going to say don't do it, 
Right. And this is where and some of them are. And this is where me as a non-dogmatic carnivore. I'm I believe I, I know for a fact that you're not dogmatic because right. you're coming around to PE. Well, right, exactly. Yep. The protein energy diet. Yep, exactly. So I'm I'm always open to thing, but I want I want to see. My thing is I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I want to see what are people getting results with, and I want to replicate those. You know, that's for me. That's how kind of how I, my mind operates. So let, let's go through these. Okay. So. Problem with that mindset, though, is yeah. then we'll go through these. The problem with that mindset, and I see a lot of anti-low carb, anti-keto people do this. I see some anti-vegans, anti-veganism do this. The problem is, I just said it a little bit ago. The science is not settled. No, especially not. especially nutritional science is not settled. No. So. What are you waiting around for? No, because you're well, going to live no. a shitty life waiting around for it to be settled because it's never going to be settled. I'm not waiting for the president of nutrition or whatever you know <laughs> right. makes these yeah. these declarations to bang the gavel and go, "Hear ye, hear ye!" Yeah, keto has been declared as the best diet. Right, right. I'm not doing that. Right, but you know, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm looking at results. But of, people are, yeah, oh, yeah. waiting for that gavel. Yeah, there to is drop. some. Well, if you follow the standard pyramid, you think, well, it is settled. Just stick in, with that. In their minds, you know, eat a bunch of grains. That, you well, know, most of your service is grains. I had whole grain bread for lunch, by the way. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, they if they're working off the pyramid, you think it is settled. And, you know, that's where the matrix things comes in. We're like, bread, wait yeah. a minute. Do you, do you really want to go down this, mm-hmm. this rabbit hole or not? Yep. Because um, once you wake up out of the matrix, there's no going back. No. So let's get into so the ethical yeah. ethical thing. Let's t- even though that's number three in the list here. So we talked about this. Okay, it was in Sacred Cow, and there was a vegan ex vegan on there, and she said, "I did not want to contribute to the death of any animals. That's why I'm vegan." And she, then she she realized She's that she now she is. Oh, she was oh. just telling about how she okay. got there. Oh, gotcha. And, and I've told the story before once, but you know. We have like eight listeners, so you know, all you new eight are going to hear this story again. Um, so she said, well, I can't get stuff from the grocery store because think of all the animals that are killed during the production of all that food. Oh, like that graveyard. Well, not even that, just in the production of vegetables. Because if you're growing, oh, right. you know, what do you think uh, they do when they grow whatever vegans eat? Lettuce, you know, tomatoes. What do you think they're doing to bugs that are threatening those crops? Spraying the shit out of them with pesticides, number one. Yep. And what do you think they're doing to rabbits and foxes that are trying to eat that corn? Yeah. Killing the shit out of them. They can't. I mean. <laughs> but yeah, but also. They kill the shit out of those rabbits way more. And you know how many, let's, let's take per acre, okay? You know how many rabbits and foxes get killed per acre versus like two cows that get killed per acre when it's a pasture. How about all the deer that get killed when they combine corn because they run on in traffic? <laughs> right, exactly. Or just the amount of critters that get chewed up by the actual combine. Yeah, So, including deer. Exactly. So she was- Don't Google that. She Right. <laughs> so she realized, okay, I can't do factory farming produce vegetables because they're using pesticides, they're- they're killing rabbits. Yep. They're killing foxes on purpose, and not even like the deer that gets chewed up by the combine by accident. They kill rabbits and foxes on purpose because they need to protect those crops. Right. 
So she said, okay, can't have that mass produced vegetables anymore. Now I'm going to, I'm going to grow my own garden. That'll solve it. And then she planted a bunch of lettuce. And then what happened? A bunch of slugs started eating her. Because she, she didn't spread. Started eating her lettuce. Yeah. And then she read somewhere that if you put beer out in a bowl, they'll climb into the beer, get drunk, and then drown in the in the beer. So she put some. And somebody's laughing their ass off because of all the people that are doing that. <laughs> so she put those bowls out, and then she woke up at three in the morning in a in a cold sweat and had couldn't do it. Had to go out and pull them out, and then she realized there is no scenario where some other being doesn't die in the production of my food. And then she realized, well, if that's the case, then why would I would want to not eat the most nutritious option? And that's how she realized. Well, I just got to eat animal products because there's no avoiding the death. And, you know, you just have to understand your position as an apex predator. Yeah, we're at the top. Yeah. Sorry. And, you know, that's – so to me, that the ethical reason is gone. Like, I get it. Like, it makes you uncomfortable. Like, you don't want to, like, slit a deer's throat and, like, dress it up, you know. I get that that's makes you uncomfortable. I mean, it does me. You don't because, have to. Right. You don't have to do that anymore. But if this was a thousand years ago, if you didn't kill your own food, you weren't surviving. Right. You would do it. <laughs> you would do it. So to me, that right there destroys the ethical reasons for wanting to be vegan. Because uh, it's just a question of it which, does. No, which it, animals do you want to it, die? It's a good argument. Yeah, because... It's, which ones do you want to die? It's, it's going to happen. They're going to die. Um, okay, now let's go through the environmental reasons. Okay, so... There's this whole thing, and this is this is a scary movement right now because this is where the whole and this is why I always harp on people trying to stop you from eating meat and the Bill Gates buying all the farmland and and them trying to demonize red meat. This is what bothers me because yep. the the whole movement is unfairly stating that the production of meat is harmful to the environment. And you know, the new whole push is gonna be climate change. That's gonna be their their reasoning behind every big push they do in the next few years. And they're already starting it with, with meat. And it's just declared that, oh, red meat, well, obviously red meat's bad for you and bad for the environment. So obviously we need to reduce the production of it. You need to, I have to, it's just a perfect segue. Sorry. Yep. Even though I, you weren't ready to segue. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a movie called Kiss the Ground. It's on Netflix. Okay. And it'll blow your mind. Is it about regenerative agriculture? Yep. Yeah. It is. That's what Sacred Cow is too. It's about regenerative agriculture, but it's all about how the traditional farming, the mass production in the farming the industry, the row crops, yeah. the uh, the tilling. Right. And the it's amount the, worst thing. Uh, the amount of exposed soil yep. throughout the world is what's causing global warming. Oh, yeah, because it's releasing all the, well, bad, it, the bad. Well, no, because what do plants eat? CO2. Right. There's no plants. There's no vegetation. There's no grass. Right, it's just it's dirt. all dirt. Right. So there's there's nothing, and all of a sudden, they have, I don't want to spoil it, but I'll give a give a hint. They have- As opposed to a pasture, which is all grass. Right. Right. And the cows shit on it, and it yep. goes back in. It's and a big then, cycle. Yeah. And they, uh, they talk about eating mostly vegetable, but they're pro-meat. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, but they talk, they have one guy on there, then gives me goosebumps when I think about it, but he took in New Zealand. Don't say goosebumps, that's 
speciesist. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I don't know what those to call them. <laughs> but anyways, um, he took, and they have before and after pictures. We and call in, them Jew bumps. In, in nine years, they had, it went from looking like the Sahara to green. Oh, yeah. I heard about that guy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's You have to watch. It's it's narrated by Woody Harrelson. He's a little kooky, but yeah. he does a good job. And it's it's really, really, really good. You hear a lot of bong gurgling in between lines. No, actually, he does a good job. <laughs> no, he's, he's awesome. Um, but yeah, so the environmental thing, they just declare red meat's bad. But when you think about it, a pasture is in its, a ground is in its natural state. The cows live on it. They shit on it. All those nutrients go back into the soil. You're not- and that's put, what they talk no about. Pesticides that's needed. The, the all the microbes that go back into the ground, and you need to have the pesticides. Mm-hmm. You need to have worms yes. and bugs and all of that stuff that breaks everything down right. and makes it good solid soil. And so guess what? You're not doing when it, when you have a pasture with cows on it. You're not putting pesticides on because what do you need to kill? You don't. You're not trying to protect a crop. Right. You, the, the most you might do is shoot some, you know, predators. Right. That are trying to go after your cows. That's that's it. But way less. So you're not spraying pesticides. You're not. It's glyphosate. Did you know that it Roundup? Yeah. Did you know the guy that, Don't need invent, that invented Roundup is the one invented the gas that killed all the Jews? <laughs> sounds, he, about, sounds about right. He literally invented it. And yeah. they're like, well, the war's over. What are we going to do with this now? <laughs> right. So they took it back. They're like, we're going to kill weeds and bugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's crazy. good. That's good for you, right? You have to, yeah. You'll have to watch it. I think that's how the drummer from Toto died. It's because he spayed Roundup in his no, lawn or impossible. something, and then he—it's impossible. You can drink Roundup. Oh, whatever. It was, it was some pesticide, and he died, that could be died yeah. like a day later. Um, but anyways, so to- the environmental Toto. <laughs> Hell yeah! Don't you shit on Toto? I'm out, rock baby. I'm out. Um, so the environmental reason, and that's going to be a huge push. You just watch in the next, it already is. Um, but let's, okay, let's get into that. So we know that a regenerative farm is the best thing for the environment. You have cows roaming on it. One of the, the regenerative farms it's featured in the film is Bismarck. In Bismarck? Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. That's cool. You have to get the name of it. I want to order some meat from them. Brown. Awesome. Brown farm ranch, whatever. Yep. Here's the other thing. Like we talked about. Where does your avocados come from that, you know, or your vegan food? It's not grown in Minnesota. No. So where are Where's most quinoa? Right. Where are most things? Uh, they're coming in on a big old 18 wheeler or giant ocean liner or on a plane. So how's that for the environment? You know, if, if you're anti-fossil fuel and you think that's bad, which, you know, that's a whole nother debate, but right. I guarantee that if you're a climate change, you know, you want to make sure you stop the climate change. You're not loving the fact that you're flying everything in. Right. Or busting it in on 18 wheelers. They and don't, they don't have to see that. Exactly. They just go to Whole Foods and there it is. Mm-hmm. It just magically appeared. There's Hispanic kids out back picking it. Exactly. Right. So in my mind, that's there goes the environmental reason. And, you know, I'm sure vegans have uh, retorts to all of this. Um but that's you know what I've what I've seen, um, and just all this stuff just makes sense to me. I mean, you, there's no perfect system, you know. There there is going to be some death involved in the production of your food, no matter what. There's going to be some environmental you know, impact, no matter what 
method you choose to eat. It's like Bill Burr says, in order for me to survive, something has to die every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when, when you're you know, eating red meat, you're just one step closer to it is all. And I think that's just distasteful for some people. You know, they just can't, it just grosses them out. And I'm sure they don't want to be told how many deers get chewed up by the combine, you know? Yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to know that the deer's getting chewed up by the combine when they're making their corn, Mm -hmm. you know? It's just, it's unfortunately, that's the way of the world. That's how it is. Now let's get into the health aspect. So vegans will declare that whole food, like Dr. Greger, right? The whole food, plant-based, whatever. Cures heart disease, you know, you're not fat, cures diabetes, all that stuff. Fat, 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 cholesterol, cholesterol, cholesterol. Right. And it's interesting because, and for me, this is where, we've talked about this too, but when I see, and this is pure anecdotal, but when I see the guys that eat a ton of meat versus the guys that don't, I don't want to emulate the ones that don't. And I know there's exceptions. You know, there's the there's a few jacked bodybuilders out there that are vegan. There's not, a lot actually, but some, you know, some. What they're not, but the bulk are not. They're also doing steroids. Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> right. But even the tested natural whatever guys, even if there's some of those that sneak through, you know, there's no vegan strong man except right. for the one guy that's in Game Changers, and, and he's he not, sucks. He's not elite, <laughs> right? He's not so good. If it was optimal for building strength and muscle. Wouldn't everybody be doing it? You don't think Thor and yeah. Brian Sean and, and Eddie Hall? You yeah, know, they, yeah, they'd yeah. all be doing it. Exactly. I mean, because if it works, it works. And those guys are a perfect example because they just have to lift the heaviest thing. Right. So they don't have to look a certain way. They just, you know, it's like, can you get that thing over your head? They're all ripped now, though. It's weird. Yeah. Well, when they retired, because oh, most of them are retired. Oh. I know Thor retired. I think Eddie Hall's retired. Once they don't have to lift the heaviest thing, then they could shed some of that mass. Yeah. So, um, but it's funny because a lot of vegans do lose weight when they start. Yeah, because they stopped eating Twinkies. That's number one, because they go off the, the standard American diet. And number two is it's almost impossible to get enough nourishing calories that your body wants in a day. Your jaw wears out. Right. It's exhausting. You can't eat enough heads of lettuce to get fat. Nope. Right? Oh, you can't. I mean, you can still be a fat vegan if you're eating, you know, vegan pizza and, you know, vegan ice cream. I mean, obviously, you know, fry, French fries and, you know, you can. Oh, you eat sugar. You can F up. Yeah. Right. And But if you're doing the, you know, the the most strident. Just whole foods. Whole food, plant-based, Gregor recommended stuff, you know, you cannot gain weight on that. You diet. eat a lot of bread and a lot of beans. And that's why those guys are all skinny and mm-hmm. skinny fat. Don't have no muscle tone because the what the muscle is made of requires the ingredients that are in animal products. Sorry. Right. You gotta have protein. Gotta have protein. Not to mention not to mention you need to have fat for especially for hormones. Nothing kills the male libido. Right. Quicker than no protein. Oh. Or I'm sorry, no fat. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, Now, I got another article here, too, uh, just to reiterate the point about the vegan diet kills more animals, second-order consequences. And it talks about the pesticides. Um, You know, these pesticides decimate insect life. They're also very damaging to human health. 
To make matters worse, many farmers shoot predators sight unseen. But the problem with the argument is that they'd still do all those things if everyone ate meat because they still need that corn to feed the to feed the cows. Well, it depends. Can't cows just graze? Sure, but is that going to happen? I think, well, luckily we're seeing a, a push for that. Like all these documentaries that are coming out. Sure, Our sure. People are realizing that's, okay, I think people are coming to the conclusion, okay, if I have to, if meat is the best health-wise and, and being vegan and, and eating a bunch of row crops kills more animals anyways, then I have to make a choice. So why wouldn't I do the one that was optimal for health? And if so, then let's just take steps to minimize the impact, right? Right. So, yeah, like we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago about, you know, McDonald's beef production versus, you know, regenerative farms beef production. Yep. Obviously, we prefer regenerative the farms. Versus feedlots, right? Exactly. And, you know, I think there is a push for that. But unfortunately, you know, capitalism always wins out. So if McDonald's can crank out a burger cheaper, they're going to do it. You yeah. Know, so so we as consumers have to... A- you don't to, need a big chest freezer and no. a bunch of white packaged burger and <laughs> go home and thaw it out and make a big onion green pepper burger like Eddie Murphy's <laughs> mom made them. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it says here, according to Mike Archer, a professor at the University of NSW, 25 times more animals die to produce an equal weight of wheat protein and beef protein. So that's pretty crazy. There you have it. Yep. And he's got a whole bunch of examples. Um, so we'll post that link as well. Uh, one thing I wanted to chat about too is, okay, and I got an article here about, uh, you know. That's the feedlot. Yep, giving up beef, you know, and the carbon footprint, all that, stu- all that stuff. Um, and then here's an article that says, why avoiding meat and dairy won't save the planet. So I kind of have articles from both perspectives here. Because the first article was, was basically saying beef's bad for the environment. Right. And then this article is talking about why it's not going to save the planet and kind of gives some of the points we just gave. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the article you sent me. Okay. So this is called Effect of a Plant-Based Low-Fat Diet Versus an Animal-Based Ketogenic Diet on Ad Libitum Energy Intake. So what's the point of this article here? What's the main Meaning, thesis? the ad meaning eat as much as you want. Okay. So I'll summarize. So basically eat till you're satiated. Eat till you don't, it doesn't matter. Eat until you don't want to eat anymore. Okay. So basically, long story short, they took, um, they took people who were on a keto diet and people who were on a plant-based diet or right. a high-carb diet, okay. if you will. And long story short, the people who were able to eat as much as they possibly could, mm-hmm. as much as they wanted, lost more weight on the, the high-carb high diet, not the keto diet. Mm. They, they, according to the study, is that the low-carbohydrate diet people overconsumed. Right. Whereas the people on the higher carbohydrate diet underconsumed mm-hmm. or self-regulated, if you will, right? Because here, here's six potatoes. Yep. Eat as many as you can. Yep. I'm halfway into one potato. I'm tapping out. Right. But give me a giant ribeye. I'm getting after it. Sure. <laughs> well, and that's their point. And 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 the whole point they're they're making and they're not. They succeeded. 
But the whole point they're trying to make is that if you have like that one right there, it says 10.3% fat and 75.2% carbohydrate. Mm. They said that plant-based low-fat diet with those macro ratios, those people said, nah, I'm done. I've right. had enough. Yep. And they were under. They were under calories. Right. So they lost weight. That's why most vegans you see are pretty skinny. Right. So the argument that what they're going after is the argument that I've tried to make, and that is um, – that the fat and the protein have more satiety per calorie. Mm -hmm. Well, here they're saying, no, these people were satisfied. They were full. They quit eating when they had high carbs. I wonder if that's just because it's less palatable. I don't know. But my, my, my argument was again, again, back to the whole science is not settled. Mm -hmm. Who, who are they? Right. Who were these people? What was their what was their story? What's their lean body mass? Yeah, What's their activity level? Right, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think um, if memory serves, we'd have to go back up and reread it. I think this was an inpatient study. So they controlled the activity level. Right. Um, so it, it, and it, it was a, you know, triple blind. Yeah, and, it, and again, we're all, all views are welcome. I, Absolutely. I don't, don't want to yep. shut anyone up. And, you know, a study that finds the opposite of what I believe, I don't say that it's bullshit. Right. I just go, okay, that's a yep. data point that right. I have to input. Yep. And you, ultimately, you have to decide what goes in your mouth. Right. You know? Yep. So and then there was another one um, that another study that basically reiterated exactly what I said in that one. But then I dug a little more. It was the same study. Oh, okay. They're just trying to pass it off right. on different sites. As, Look, see, again. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, because nobody clicks on the study. No, to actually read the actual data. Yeah. And no. everyone's like, well, hey, this guy wrote the other one too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You can you can literally find a study that will support any right. hypothesis that you yep. have. So, again, that's why I look at people. And if I like their results, I want to emulate what they're doing. And for me – I can't find anybody that doesn't eat animal products. And I'm not saying you got to be carnivore. And this is going to be my like summation of this, even though we're still in the middle of the topic here. But my basic summation is that I think um, if you're eating a large portion of your diet is animal products, you're doing good. And whether or not you have some vegetables mixed in, that's kind of up to you. Um, I don't – Think I met somebody that says, oh, you know, lettuce is toxic. You know, there's at least carnivores that are like, oh, it's plant poison. toxins and yeah, poison. I think to some people, it's, it's designed to make you sick so you won't eat it. Right. They have defense chemicals and we'll yeah. get into that. But I, that is true for some people. I would say, like Michaela Peterson, obviously she's hyper, hypersensitive. Sure. If they season her steak with the wrong thing, she's in bed for two weeks. But she's an outlier. Right, so I'm, I don't need to base my decisions based on her. Now, if I had chronic fatigue syndrome or rheumatoid arthritis, guess what I'd be doing? Right, beef, salt, and water, and I would not be cheating on that. Right, you know, I'd be. Yeah, I'd want to figure it out. I'd be trying that for thirty days. Why not? Um, so, so for me, I think it's you know, gotta eat animal products. Any diet that is devoid of all animal products, I think to me that just doesn't 
doesn't work with what all the data points I've taken in um, and my own personal experience. I, I would agree with the the problem I have is um, being so just making blanket statements. Yep. That's the problem. And, and people go, well, should I be keto? I, people ask me that all the time. I'm like, I don't know. What's your body weight? What's your body fat percentage? Yep. What's your current diet like? What what do you struggle with? Mm-hmm. I struggle with overconsumption of processed carbs. Mm. So guess what we're going to do? For the next three months, we're not going to eat any of those things. <laughs> but it, it's so simple. It's stupid sometimes. I will make a blanket statement, though. I'll say, I think if you're, I think you got to have animal products in the mix. That's you got to have them in the mix that's for protein. Be, that's my blanket statement. You, you, you need some. Depends. I, I can tell you right now. I think vegans cannot thrive. I think you can survive, but you cannot thrive. That's a, that's fair. Unless, and that's my that's my opinion. You know, that's yep. my interpretation of the data 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 that I've seen. You could you could thrive, but it would be really difficult. You got to really thread that needle. You got to and you got to eat so much and supplement. Yep. See, that's yeah. the thing is, yep. Carnivore like Sean Baker doesn't supplement anything. So he, he says just eats ribeyes and salt, right? right. And he's freaking healthy as shit. So he says. And then you look at Gregor, and you go, dude, how do you how are you alive? Right. Yeah. So you know, I, and I think a diet, and I get it. Like if you were an ethical vegan, and you're like, I just don't want to kill the chicken. So I know I know that this isn't as healthy, but I'm going to do it because I don't want to kill the chicken, and I'm willing to supplement and take all the extra effort. Yeah. Okay. I get sure. it. Yep. Let her rip. But you're still wrong, in my opinion, because guess what diet at the production of that protein shake? Right. And you're still going to have, like, <laughs> and zero testosterone. How did that protein powder get delivered? You know, it wasn't right. growing out back. Right. You know, so you still ran over Fossil a bunch fields. of snakes. wasn't on, delivered by a Tesla. Ran over a bunch of squirrels on the, on the way up here. Right. And, oh, by the way, you don't get me started in the electric car thing, because that's another thing where you're five steps removed. You know, right. like, where do you think that electricity comes from? A coal belching power plant, most likely. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not nuclear. No. Unfortunately, um, you know, so that whatever fired up that Tesla was probably belching some smoke out of it. Sure. But just because you're plugging into a nice socket, you're like, oh, I'm environmentally friendly now. I don't care about that. I care about the people who spend four dollars <laughs> to go to the cities. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's a whole you know another rabbit hole. But yeah. So that's so, my blanket statement. Is thank you. Got to have animal products in the mix. To. But my blanket statement still remains is there can't be any goddamn blanket statements. <laughs> um, it, 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 this is the nutrition coach cop-out. Yeah. It depends. Yeah, exactly. If you are super obese, you're probably not going to – we're probably not going to be pounding quinoa and whole grain bread right. for a while. Yeah. But guess what? Are you running 30 miles a week, lifting your ass off? And don't have any fat really to lose, mm-hmm. we ain't gonna be keto, right? <laughs> We're just not, right? So it it depends depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how you react. If I put you on a super cop out answer, <laughs> it, it it does. Me not being a coach. That was my anti blanket statement. I can give the blanket statement. Eat the eat the animals. All right, let's get into a couple more things here. Now. Here's where the dogma gets into play. Have you seen this story? No. 
where the mom whose baby died of malnutrition says she kept him on the biblical vegan diet. Now, have you heard about vegan pets? You know, people that, do you think a dog wants to be vegan? That's what I know. <laughs> but, but if you're an ethical vegan, you're not going to feed your dog meat. How could you? If something had to die. You'd be violating your principles. Yeah, there's so many, there's a lot of holes. But I mean, just think about the, the instinct that a dog has. They know what's best for them, what's healthiest for right. them. And they look at, you know, whatever plants you're giving them and like, nah, nah, dude. No, it's a no for me, dog. They look, you can look up the videos and watch the German Shepherd you like throw spitting some, out the- Throw some raw steak or raw hamburger in their bowl. They're going after that shit. No, for sure. They know this is what my body desires. They are carnivores. Yeah, it's all instinct. It's just, you know, how they were wired. So there's people out there that think their pets should be vegan and their baby should be vegan. And that, to me, this is dangerous. And this is where the dogma comes into play. But let's say you were raised vegan- or, you know, you're converted at some point. Mm-hmm. And for all the ethical, climate, environmental, and health reasons, you think vegan is the pinnacle, the top of the mountain. Well, you have a baby. Of course, you're going to raise them vegan, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't hear about babies dying from, you know, eating or lack of vegetables, you know. If they're having meat and stuff, this doesn't happen. Um so this lady, and she's insane, by the way. So it's not that clearly. I'm not, I'm not painting vegans with this. No, brush. no, 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 no. There's clearly mental. But you don't illness. see this headline ever of, you know, baby starves to death while consuming the proper amount of animal products. Yeah, uh, you know, she didn't want to carry a fat ass child. She fed him only vegan food. I mean, whoever even says that? I mean, she's just a nut. Um, That's sad. She, oh, very. She imposed a highly restrictive diet on her newborn. Vegan means that everything that's in the Bible, she said during an interview. I'm very wise. I'm very smart. I read my Bible. She also insisted her baby wasn't underweight and interrupted when her mom said, I have to be honest with you, he was small. Yikes. That is so insane. So they skipped over the lamb chops part of the Bible? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't See, she's just insane because I don't know where she's even getting that. Yeah. I mean, that's... But see, you know, okay, she's just a nut. Okay, I get it. But now, how, but if you're raised, or if you're uh, ethical or environmental or health vegan, you're going to want to raise your kid that way. So to me, that's just dangerous thinking. Um, Here's another article. Florida couple arrested for manslaughter of 18, after 18-month-old son dies of malnourishment. Okay, he's, uh, they've been arrested in Florida on charges of manslaughter and child neglect. Uh, they responded to a call, 911 call, pronounced the baby boy dead at home in Cape Coral, Florida. He weighed 17 pounds when he died, and he was, what, 18 months? Yeah. Oh, God. That's horrible. Uh, the vegan family only eats fruit, vegetables, raw food, and raw foods such as mangoes, rambutans, bananas, and avocados, according to the news press. The parents supplemented the toddler's diet with breast milk. So, geez, he even died of malnourishment even with that. That shows you how unnourishing the rest of that stuff was. They should have just given him breast milk. Mm-hmm. He would have been, he would have thrived. Right. That's how powerful breast milk is. The child who was home birthed had never seen a doctor. The medical examiner's office released its autopsy finding. The cause of death was malnutrition and complications, including dehydration, micro steatosis of the liver and swollen hands, feet, and lower legs. Oh, my God. 
That is horrible. Mm. So let's see. They have two other children, age three and five. Both were extremely malnourished, weighing under the third percentile for their age groups. Jesus. I mean, how can you, and that's where the dogma comes in because, you know, you, your kid is not only not thriving, it's almost dead. And yet you're going, well, I'm sticking to my guns here. Shove another banana in. Yeah. Uh, eat, eat another avocado. You'll be fine. I mean, obviously. But obviously there was some, there was still some level of restriction. Caloric restriction. You don't die of malnourishment when you have enough calories, where, regardless of where they come from. Well, I don't know because you just said you it's you can't eat enough of that to stay healthy and thrive, especially when you're in the, you know, the most. I would no, you s- can't thrive. Here's me speaking out survive. of my. Here's me about ready to talk on my ass. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. Here's my hypothesis. When you're a fetus, all the way up to you know you're 18 or whatever, I guess then the it's like a. Uh, exponential curve of the most nutrients you need per pound of body weight is super crazy high when you're a fetus. Sure. And then, you know, you're, and then it drops slightly as you're newborn and it drops less and less. So you need the most nutrients at your youngest. Right. And they were not meeting that demand. And I don't think you can by eating avocados and bananas because it doesn't contain the nutrients that your body needs to grow and build. It's one thing to take sure. six foot one sure. Dewey with a bunch of muscle on them right. and go right. vegan for 30 days. Right. You're not going to die. Right. Right. But many vegans do deteriorate. Sure. And to me, that adds up to why would you be vegan again? Well, they, here's the vegan dog story. <laughs> I do remember Controversial that. combination. Can a pet be vegan? No, <laughs> stupid that it's even a question. I know. Well, but if it's if you're super dogmatic and you think the best thing, you don't want to kill any animals. Why would you? You're going to kill yours. Feed your dog, <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, uh, that's funny. But here's where they say: if if you want a dog or cat, you have to feed them meat. And says vegans are torn. Others, See, op- the, I think these stories are just the kooks. It's like the people who think that. The my pillow guy who thinks the election was stolen. It's those idiots, just the yeah, but, tiny fringe, lunatic fringe. But no, this is just logic, though. If you think vegan is the best diet, why wouldn't you want everyone on earth to benefit from that? If it's if if it's not the the highest form of nutrition, no, I meant forcing it on their dogs. Well, right. I know lots of vegans who feed their dogs meat. Right. I'm just saying but, that is lunatic fringe. Right. But if you don't want a murder of chicken, you don't want a murder to feed your dog either. Oh, no, no. I'm not, I'm not defending their hypocrisy. Right. Because they are hypocrites. Yeah. But those are the people that were, they're sane and rational, even though they're vegans, they'd go, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a meat eater. He's got to eat meat. Right. I wonder right. how they rationalize that. Because they think that's the that's species the appro- order of the species species yeah. appropriate diet. Yeah, absolutely. So how do they come to that conclusion for the dog, but not for humans? See, that's where it gets interesting. Right. That's so, where that's where that you can definitely poke. I see. I mean, I, I see where you're going with it. You can definitely poke holes in the ethical argument. Yeah. Yep. So now here's let's talk about uh, you know if we think vegan is the optimal diet for human thriving. Now. 
this one, this article here is talking about um, eating vegan, eating strict vegan has some serious health consequences over time. And that including high quality fish and at least some other animal based foods is very important to achieve optimal health and slow aging. So this person is very pro vegetable too, but they're saying you got to have some animal products in there because that's where the super nutritious nutrient dense food is. Um, let's see, as well as avoiding the blood sugars and highs and lows of the starchy grain and carbohydrate heavy diet that's typical of vegetarians. That's the other thing too, is like what you said, is when you eliminate animal products, what's left? Right. It's so much harder to thread that needle. Like as a carnivore, I just go, well, I'm just going to eat some animals. It's, yep. it's almost endless. Right. It's, well, it's, then, it's pretty hard to F up. Like I told you today, I haven't had a piece of meat today. Right. And or cheese. So my struggle is I've been hungry <laughs> all right. day. Yeah, because you the society per calorie, right? Yep. But it just I can't eat enough. Yeah. I mean it's like walk in the house, fill up a bowl of whatever. Now what's your are you trying to go vegan right now or what's No, your- I'm just trying to I'm trying to shift the ratio of meat to plants to more plant heavy. Right. Um, not straight up vegan. Mm-hmm. I eventually want to try that. Um, now, but I'm super. Now tell me your reasoning behind that. Even though I think you know that that's not optimal. Is it, it is just so for, you have a data point? No, it's for training. Okay. Because for, for extreme intense physical training optimal is carbohydrate just for fuel straight up yep. fuel right yeah it's it's optimal um especially in an anaerobic state but the the the, the no protein thing creeps me out yeah but here's what here's the problem i go home and i take a huge bowl and i fill it full of mini peppers and mushrooms and cucumbers and then have some oatmeal and some big huge bowl of fruit and i'm talking the vegetables is a big huge tupperware bowl right big portions yeah i mean i'm like eating my jaw gets sore yeah and i'm full you're gonna get jaw hydro right to be like that douche be like the ceo of jawline right so (laughs) but I get into my truck after lunch and I leave and I'm not even to the second stoplight and I'm hungry. Holy shit. <laughs> it just, it's, it just, there's, there's not like nothing like substance. There's no just density to it. Yeah. And you know, people are like, Oh no, no, no. You gotta get beans and get some more of that more dense stuff and, and, and you'll be fine. Well, that's why vegans are, they drop weight and a lot of vegans we know are pretty skinny. Right. You know, because right. you start to, you, you can't, yep. you can't overconsume no. calorically. So it's tough. Yep. Um, Cause yeah, it, it's, it's, you do get full of volume. Right. But it's so. It's not satiating. It's, it's so calorically inept. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> calorically inept. That's good. That you just, I'm oh fuck, I'm hungry again. I'm like, right now I'm starving. Here's some more data points. Okay. We talked about this last week. I just brought it up as a funny thing, but this vegan YouTuber fail, fail leaderboard. It's where all the, the vegan YouTubers that have quit. Oh yeah. 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 So I'll post that again. Go back up. 
Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's so girly talk. Yeah, but it just thought it's a dirty talk. It's not just an interesting uh, list of people that have given it up. And if it was optimal, why wouldn't you keep? Jenna Marbles is still doing it. Yeah, there's there's plenty that are, uh, but it's funny because there's a whole. Um, Ellen Ellen quit. Well, yeah, and and yeah, tons of them did. But there's a whole subset of. I'm gonna find out. Well, there's it's the only weird, thing that keeps me full. <laughs> there's some weirdos out there, but um, there's this one. I'm trying to find the article here. God, this sick of these stupid ads. Okay, so the okay, oh, cool shoes. Well, if, if you're you got to look up vegan deterioration on YouTube. It's a whole channel there where they take vegans and look at them like five years later and compare them. You know, eight before and after, and, and then. Their after looks like a mugshot. They're declining. I mean, it <laughs> right. looks almost like meth or something. It's not everybody, but yeah. a, a large percentage of them. And that's why if you look at this vegan YouTuber leader fail fail board, the mo- and you look at some of their stories and read them, and most of them said, my health started to suck. You know, my dick didn't work. My skin was looked like shit. I couldn't keep muscle on. Yep. All these effects that me as the person who's trying to gather data goes, hmm. Well, if it was optimal, oh, you wouldn't be having those effects. Nicado Avocado. He's <laughs> fucked. He needs to change his name. Right, What's he going to do that? now? Right. With a name like that, you got to be vegan. <laughs> so the, check some of those out. That's kind of interesting. Now, the, the weirdest of the vegans, and we've made fun of the guy that does the push-ups, is the fruitarians. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is interesting because there's a gal called Freely the Banana Girl. Have you ever heard of her? She went off the grid. She lives in Australia, I think. She went off the grid, and all she does is eat fruit. And there's a whole vegan deterioration thing on her because she just can't keep on any body weight. And to her, she thinks, I look good because she has no body fat. Right. You know, because she's super. And no ass. She's just, yeah, there's just nothing for her. But she eats, uh, I don't know, something like 40 bananas a day or something. 51, it's out of the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eat only raw fruit until 4 p.m. and a high-carbohydrate vegan meal for dinner. She claims to have lost 40 pounds in this diet. And see, people take that away and go, yeah. 40 pounds. Awesome. Sign me up. Honey, right. go get a bunch of bananas. Right. And you will you will drop weight. I mean, there's not – the only fat vegans are not fucking eating the ones eating Twinkies, you know. Right. I mean, that kind of stuff. Right. You, you can't but get fat. But they're not vegans because there's fat in them. But, you know, this fruitarian thing is another extreme wing of the vegan thing. And it's funny because Ashton Kutcher tried it because he played Steve Jobs. And oh. he was obsessed with Steve Jobs, who, by the way, tried fruitarian, was obsessed with fruitarian and died of pancreatic cancer, right? Yeah. And he tried fruitarian to save his life and just oh. ended up dying quicker. And as is evidenced by Aston Kutcher trying to diet for 30 days, he ended up in the hospital. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, two, two days before they were, they were set to start filming, um, he, he was in the hospital. He says, I ended up in the hospital two days before we started shooting the movie. I was doubled over in pain, and my pancreas levels were completely out of whack, which is terrifying considering everything. Jobs died in October 2011 after a long battle of pancreatic cancer. His fascination with fruitarianism helped inspire his company's name. That's where he got the name Apple. Oh. Uh, right? That's not what the story said. So, what the... Steve if you watch the movie. Oh, his biography? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was bullshit, but... Um, you know, it's just another extension of the... The, you know, taking the whole food, natural thing to its extreme, mm-hmm. just eating fruit, you know, just fruit. And 
I mean, he had what did Myla, in 30 days. What, is, uh, what, did, what did she call it? Scroll down. Keep going. No, the video. Or there's a big picture. I'll go back up then. Where was she at? <laughs> right there. Oh, this? No. Yeah. Mila oh. told, what did she say? Oh, Uber was the worst idea ever. Oh, that's just oh, like, oh, 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 shitting oh, oh, on. Okay, I thought another. she was saying, I, I caught worst idea ever. I thought she was saying Uber. that about the fruitarian. Yeah, she's talking about oh. Uber because he invested in Uber, I think. Um, that turned out okay. Yeah. But just funny, though, he tries it for 30 days, ends up in the freaking hospital. Um, okay, so here's a little bit of thing on the, the plant toxins we talked about, right? Now, again, I'm no... I'm no nutty guy that thinks that if you eat lettuce, you're gonna it's gonna poison you. I think there's people out there that are highly susceptible and sure. don't have a tolerance, like Michaela Peterson. Sure, but I think your average person can eat vegetables with no consequences. You know, need to. Right. Well, maybe maybe need to. That's up for debate. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the gray area is, whether they're essential or not. I, but I'm you know, some carnivores are like. Don't eat that poison. And they'll well, slap lettuce out of your hand like it's a Rice Krispie treat. No. Carbs are not. Fruits and vegetables, are, some of the micronutrients contained in them are essential. But they're, those foods aren't always essential to human life. Mm -hmm. But who wants to just get by? Right. You want to thrive. Right. So You want to do what's optimal. Right. And especially for your needs. Yeah. For like for me, I'm now, trying to train and I ain't training on just bacon. Now here's a guy that backs up your point. So Mark's Daily Apple. This is Mark. Mark Sisson. Mark Sisson. This guy's a stud. I mean, yeah, he's I like, like 70 and he's freaking jacked. He's super athletic. And he basically says, you know, somebody says, do you need to eat vegetables or plant matter in general to be healthy? He says, yes, yes, you do. Maybe not a huge amount necessarily, but you do need some. So he's kind of backing up your point. Right. Um, and then he goes through all these different cultures that people always bring up, you know, like these warriors that basically just ate milk, meat, and blood. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because their teeth are just perfect. Mm -hmm. And they have no dentists. Nope. Their teeth are just white. Well, because they're not eating Snickers. Right, exactly. And... They're thriving on the, all the animal products, you know, that they're eating. And so, but he makes some arguments about where they get some of their plant matter from. And it's funny because when you think about it ancestrally, people talk about, you know, they always talk about the ancestral diet and eating like the cavemen, like when our brains evolved, yep. what were we consuming in order to get the brains to grow? And they kind of refer to plants as survival food, meaning you ate the saber-toothed tiger and the, you know, Sasquatch or whatever you're hunting. <laughs> you just go with Maybe me. that's why there isn't any. <laughs> right. They got hunted out of existence. <laughs> right. So you ate those, and then when you couldn't find one, you ate berries when you found them, and you ate some other plants just to get by because it kept you alive. You were thinking snuffle up, I guess. Right. Right. Why not? The woolly mouth. Oh, he's tasty. <laughs> so that's kind of how some of these ancestral diet people kind of frame that as yep. they're not they're not going to kill you they're not toxic but they're not you're not chasing that it's like something you just kind of use as supplemental or filler mm -hmm. in between the you know but you're really chasing the protein and the fat right in the form of the animal so this is a really good article he talks about the benefits uh, makes the case for including some vegetables in your diet and he's a keto guy you know yep. 
loves animal products too, but our, he's saying our throwing some diagrams pictures. overlap quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and he's, he, again, he's a perfect example. He's thriving at freaking 70 or whatever he is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so do I want to be like that guy? Yes. Right. I don't want to be like Gregor. He lifts a lot though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other piece of the puzzle too. You know, I, have you ever watched, uh, Mike Poland's in defense of food? Nope. That'll change your mind on a lot of stuff. What's that? What's it about? Food. Defending it? Yep. In defense of food, he talks about getting out the standard American diet being trash. Oh, yeah. He talks about all the processed food and the Coca-Cola and just the garbage that we eat, the stuff in the center of the supermarket with labels. And he said, your food shouldn't have a label. You've never seen an apple with nutritional facts. Right. Um, or a pork chop. Right. You don't, it, there's no nutritional fact, facts on a pork chop. And his conclusion, if after the end of the film, you'd really need to watch it. You'll love it. At the end of the film, he comes up with this saying, his motto is, so what's the right answer? He said all this research and, and reading and interviewing and doing, running across the world, so what's the answer? Mm-hmm. And he said, don't say it depends. Nope, he doesn't. He says, <laughs> eat real food, not too much, mm. and mostly plants. Mm. Mostly plants. Mm. But because he, he eats meat and eggs, he eats animal products. Right. But he says, eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. The funny thing is, and here's my, argu- my counter argument to that. If you cut out the meat, he would suffer greatly. If you cut out the plants, he would not. I don't know. Sure, but you don't have to cut out either. Right. But that to me tells you about the essential nature of one of those things. Because if you cut out the plants, you're, you're going to. You no, and he addresses dry. that in the movie. And he says, why do I say most, mostly plants mm-hmm. and, and some meat? Because we, in, in his argument in the film, he says, because we, we eat way too much goddamn meat. Right. And that's a good point. Because then if you eat a head of lettuce first, you, there's way less room for a ribeye. Right. So. I'll give you that. Bomb retracted. <laughs> you just have to watch the movie. And then, yeah, and, then and I'll ask you next week how it went. You have to do a book report. <laughs> All right. I want to get into the, okay, we're talking about the theme of this is dogma, right? Right. So here's some vegan. <laughs> I like the, the sun paper is pretty funny. It says vegan veggie lantes. <laughs> That's good. Vigilantes. Violent hate campaign of militant vegans are, ter- are targeting terrified farmers and butchers across the country. And it says here there's been a 360% rise in vegans over the last decade. It's funny because veganism is a very trendy thing right now. You know, all these companies trying to virtue signal that, you know, we're on your side. We don't want to harm, harm the animals either. Um, and then a lot of celebrities are into it and people want to, they want to follow this. Um, so, this article goes into, you know, this farmer guy that gets ha- harassed constantly because he tortures animals, according to them. And see, this is where the ethical... There's no torture. Well, this is where... Well, the, some of the mass production. The, well, right. But yeah, it's illegal. It's allowed by law. So right. you don't get to True. harass this guy no. that has a business. No, you can disagree with him. 
Right. Or you don't get to harass. You can try to change the laws or whatever, but right. You know, they threaten to set fire to your house. They call you murderers. They dox them all the time. That cow doesn't look like it's being tortured. <laughs> so, you know, and that's because of the dogma, because they literally think they're defending lives. Right. So if you're, I mean, obviously you would die in a heartbeat to defend your family, right? Right. So at a lesser extent, and you'd probably kick someone's ass to defend your dog. Right. You know, I mean, you might not die to save your dog, but you'd go pretty damn far. So they are just taking that to that same degree. If they think we need to stop this, this is an apocalypse of death, they're willing to take some pretty serious extreme measures to stop it. And they feel completely justified. If they go to jail, they don't care. If they burn your house down, they don't care. I mean, they it stops the animal apocalypse in their in their mind. So that's disconcerting this rise in this violence because of this dogmatic yeah, approach. There's so many diff- just conflicting arguments. It's they're not wild. They're not running wild. The farmer made them. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, he, he bred them. Yep. They wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the farmer in the first place. Yep. Yeah, so it's just uh indicative of the of the dogma. Um Speaking of that, when I just said that Michael Pollan film, that the In Defense of Food, that's basically Tom Brady. Oh, right. That's that. Yeah. Eat real food, not too much. Yep. Mostly plants. And it's funny about Tom Brady is he's not ripped. Nope. He's he pretty, doesn't. he's svelte. I'd call him svelte. Yep. He's not muscular. But either. he's, no, no. But there's no denying his performance. No. Right? Right. And uh, I think a lot of that too is just his m- mental But if you state. look at his workout stuff, it's very hit. Very centered. Intense, right? Well, and it's hit. It's flexibility and endurance and, and, and a lot of like plyo isometric stuff. It's yeah. not, he's not cleaning. Right. He's not back squatting 450. And again, there's a guy who doesn't support what I'm saying. Eat mostly meat, but you can't deny his uh, driving. Right, right. You know, he yep. looks he looks good. He performs, at, I mean, at the highest freaking level possible. So yep. there's no denying that. And, that's and I'm not going to sit here and deny that. And that's why it depends. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right. Now you wonder if you could take Tom Brady's twin and just – have him lift heavy and eat a bunch of meat. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there'd be a difference. Sure, there'd be a difference. With the same brain. He'd look like Joe Namath. <laughs> what does Joe Namath look like? Old and shriveled up. <laughs> no, I'm saying if he ate a bunch of meat instead. Well, yeah, he wouldn't be playing in the NFL. You don't think? No, no. His diet has allowed him to be that anti-inflammatory diet is what allowed him to stay injury-free. I firmly believe that. But see, I don't think that meat is inflammatory. No, but fat is. I think it's from combined the combined with the process stuff. You know, the car, the processed carbs yeah, yeah. and stuff. That to me, like again, we're not even really arguing because him being off the standard American diet is where he's getting most of his benefit. Right. 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 And he eats fish and eggs and stuff. Right. Oh, he eats meat. Yeah. yeah. Not so just not very much. We're just talking about. It's just a matter of percentages. It's at enough that point. protein to repair. Right. We covered that last time, remember? And if he was vegan, he definitely probably wouldn't be in there. No, he needs to have, yeah, he needs to have some protein well, synthesis. As is evidenced by all the athletes that have tried it, like Cam Newton, 
Yeah. He can't even stay on the field. Exactly. Because <laughs> you, you don't have the... It's jacked. You don't have the byproducts to repair the bones and, and muscles. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's bad. And that's, again, that's anecdotal. That's one guy. Sure. But sure. if vegan was optimal, they'd, the there NFL w- there would be full be, of vegans. And there wouldn't be one guy. Yeah. It'd, it'd be full of vegans. Right. Here's another article because um, fiber is one of the main points of discussion because... Because well, it as far as super high satiety per calorie. Because whether, you know, let's if let's say we decide, okay, we're going to eat meat. Um, now it's a question of do you need vegetables or not. Carnivores say not necessary. Keto and more reasonable people, you know, say yes. because And fiber is one of the main points. Now, I'll give you the satiety per calorie the point. The fourth micronutrient, some people call it. Right. And I'll give you the satiety per calorie point. Um, where the disagreement comes in, not necessarily for me, this is because I don't know this stuff, obviously. This is me just spewing what other people say. But other smart people say that you don't need it, that, you know, it's undigestible. It causes actually more digestive problems than than the good it causes. Um, so here's one article where it talks about, um, it's basically, I think, okay, this one is, Anti-fiber, okay? So surprisingly, the answer is no. So then it goes into the reasons why. Um, so that's kind of that that viewpoint. Now here, look, this is from Saladino. Now here's a whole podcast on, he talks about whether you need plant fiber for a healthy gut, because that's one of the main points too with the microbiome, the healthy gut stuff. Um, his and her point is that you don't. Um, but then there's tons of people like Mark Sisson and... Um, I forget who else, but this Chris Kresser. right? But the satiety per calorie piece—that's, I think, a very good point as to why it's beneficial. Whether or not it's beneficial to the microbiome, or if it affects your digestion negatively or not, I think again that's something that's in, for an individual to decide. Right. You know, when Saladino, like I said, he had to get a new office because right, right, he was farting and it so just hard. did go. Yeah, it just it depended. <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. And it wasn't for him. Yep. So, you know, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we settled anything. I don't think the science has settled yet. Go figure. <laughs> we could have just stopped when I said that at the beginning and said, all right, great show. But it's fun. It's fun to debate all this stuff. You know, what, again, there, I, I literally, and I purposely found studies on from both angles on everything, every point we just made. Yep. On all these. So, all I can say is go out there and people, you have to decide for yourself. Figure it out. You got to figure it out. You got to decide yep. where you fall on those different arguments. I mean, I can I can tell you if I'm diehard keto and I don't have any carbs in me, and if I go out for a leisurely run mm-hmm. and I don't really like give her hell, I'm okay. Yeah. But if I have a, that, if I'm on that keto diet and I said, all right, we're going to PR the 5K today. We're going to suffer. I, I couldn't do it. Right. I wouldn't do it. There's no way I could There's no way I could PR my 5K on a keto diet. Right. Period. Now, give me a bowl of oatmeal and some fruit, a little bit of honey in that oatmeal. I'll go run that 5K like my hair's on fire. <laughs> so As fuel. Fuel for the, yep, for the activity. Right, yep. right. Um, when... The, the diehard keto folks ain't going to like this, but 
when I'm moderate carbs, if I if I do the Poland diet where it's yep. just real food, mostly plants, um, and I'm, I'm moderately higher carb, but it, naturally in that diet, yeah, is um, I'm way stronger in the gym. Oh wow, yeah, yep, I believe it. I mean. And that's where, you know, I'll give you credit because you're willing to try all these things to see what works. Well, it's, it's, you know, but not being dogmatic about it. What, why do you gain water weight with carbs? Because it takes three to five grams of water mm. to carry and hold a carb of gram, a gram of carb in okay. your body right. to store that. So, but what does that create? It creates volume in your muscle fibers. Mm. So when you lift, you create so much more volume. You bring so much more blood to it because right. of all that water. Um, That's how you get the pump. It is. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. Um, and then when you get that pump, the volume's there. There's more blood. There's more, just more work you can do. Yeah. I, for one, feel like a, a big piece of shit. <laughs> what if, if I'm super, super low carb and I want to go left? You feel like you're not fueled? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I... Along with the 5K, yep. and I wanted to PR my back squat or my bench press, I would be high carb. You're eating carbs. Yep. Yeah. But <laughs> if I was morbidly obese, uh -huh. I wouldn't be in the same fucking room as a carb. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Although, Pendulette, that famous magician, oh, yeah, yeah, did yeah, the yeah, potato yeah. diet and right. lost like 100 pounds. Sure. Sure. I mean, all for starch and carbs uh, because yeah. of the satiety, right? Right. And he, he picked you his fuel. Over -consume that. He picked his fuel. Yeah. His fuel is carbs. He didn't have he didn't have a gram of fat. See, I'd love to know but, how his muscle, lean muscle mass is affected doing that. I don't know if he worked out. It depends. But even just even if you don't, just eating potatoes, like what's fueling that? Regardless muscle of food, retention. if you don't use it, you're gonna lose it. Yeah, and just you're not giving any your your body anything to rebuild those. Right just daily or even retain them. Right, right, so I, right. I like, you know, he does kind of look like, he's skinnier, but he kind of looks like shit. But you just never know. Soft, yeah. Yeah, he looks very, like, wrinkly and stuff, and, you know, yep. where he's looking Mark Sasson, he looks great. Right. Being freaking 70 or whatever he is. Yep. You know, it's, you gotta, I mean, but, but just the mere fact that he dropped all that weight, he got, there's no way he's not healthier. No, for because, sure. Because, you know, as we know, the biggest. That's what I, Determiner and get your tape out because we're going to check me out. That's what I preached nonstop is mm -hmm. first things first. So bottom line, lose, people. Lose the weight. Lose the weight. However you can do it. If yep. it's all potatoes like pen or if it's all meat like like this guy. Like oh, we'll find out right now. Big Daddy J. Well, I'm in a stall. I'm officially in a stall. I'm hovering right at 171. Pissing me off. You need a carb refeed. I I need to do something. I, I feel like I'm I, I'm flatlined. You need a carb refeed. All right. You think I'm telling stories? Problem is that I might awaken the beast. No. Because you're disciplined. Oh. oh, we broke the tape. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You've been eating. <laughs> the tape just exploded, people. Oh, that that can't be a good sign. <laughs> Thirty-five and a half. Oh. All right. Yeah, I'm just hovering right around, right around thirty-five. 
So, yeah, I've officially plateaued, and it's not fun. So, let's do that. Are you game? Oh, God. Carb refeed. I'm going to Florida tomorrow. Going to Universal Studios, so it's I gonna be see, it's gonna be one of those tough weekends. I didn't see eat not. I didn't say eat nachos. <laughs> I said carb refeed. That's what I heard. You I know heard, what it means? I heard eat nachos. No, it means like for one meal on Saturday. Okay. When you go out to eat, yep, yep. Add a sweet potato. Oh, you son of a! That doesn't sound as good as nope. what I thought. No, you're gonna. They're gonna say Pica- eat your ribeye and then add a, pi- pie. add a pizza. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Key lime pie when you're in Florida. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, it's going to be rough, man. I hate that stuff. But no, try it. Hey, I forgot to play the... How fat is Josh? Still fat. Not as fat. Fat. <laughs> oh, dang it. Yeah, it's tough living this out in public every week because I want to come in as a, as a victorious... Well, because you were a victor. You were Captain America for... <laughs> How many weeks? I know I've stalled and my body's going. No, I think I like 171. Yeah, let's just hang out right here. And I'm going, fuck you. We're going to yep. get lower. So we're going to, you need a reverse diet. I know. And I, and I, I say this every week, but I'm getting stronger too. You know, so that's part of this, but I know I got body fat to lose. And I am going to go in and do the hydrostatic weighing. In, oh, yeah. Go you know, see in a bit, just to see where yeah. I've, if I've dropped from the 21.4% yep. body fat because I want to. It'll be interesting. We'll do another visual inspection too. Like I'll do another shirtless picture <laughs> and see what what people think about my comparison on the chart of all the different you know levels of body fat. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was a very interesting experiment. It is because people I was wrong too. everybody I'm get wrong. everybody guess low. Yep. To a person, so you yep, and, and that gets to your theory of almost everybody is probably a way higher body fat percentage than they think. Because Will Smith is fat? <laughs> right. He's not fat. Right. He, even he though he's normal. probably 36% in that. Right. Yeah, that's morbidly not right. good. Right. And yeah, they're saying that. And people see that, and it's average. just like, he's bullshit. He's got one chin. He's not fat. <laughs> Dude, you need to change your, you need to move your goalposts. <laughs> right. So, all right, well, that kind of wraps it up for this week. We went pretty long here. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. I, I just... Don't be afraid of plants. Right. Be afraid, of, be afraid of Twinkies. And you know what? Don't be afraid of other people's viewpoints. Right. That's the main. Exactly. If I can get anything across this week, that's the main thing I'm going to get across. Don't be afraid of what other people have to say. And if someone is thriving, I'm not going to say, any, even if they're thriving in a way that I wouldn't do or I disagree with or doesn't agree with my my analysis, I say, I'm not going to say you're not healthy because if you are, you are, and you're thriving, you're thriving. Right. Good for you, I That's say. That's the, if you ever see one of my favorite movies on the planet is Bull Durham. Oh, yeah. And Bull Durham, he, um, the, remember Nuke Lelouch, the young pitcher, <laughs> yeah. and, he's, and he's sleeping with Annie, the, right. the stats keeper. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins sleeping yeah. with Susan Sarandon. Yeah. And Susan Sarandon. Um, I like her. Yeah, yeah. Back then, she was very fetching. She was old then, even. Yeah, no kidding. But anyways, she uh, when Nuke started winning, like he started just mowing people down and yeah. looking like an MLB actual pitcher, and he's like won four games in a row. And Crash Davis, Kevin Costner, sitting in his his house eating cornflakes or whatever and she comes storming in and she's like how dare you tell him to not sleep with me how dare you tell him yeah 
that having sex with me is going to make him lose. And, and Kevin Costner goes, you know how this works. You've been around this game long enough. You know that if a pitcher is thinks he's winning because he's ha- having sex or not having sex or washing his socks or not washing his socks, then he is. Yep. Same with the diet. Yeah. Superstition. If you, if you think you're winning because you're doing X, keep doing it. Yep. Don't, and, and the people who say, well, that's not really why you're doing it, shut the hell up. Leave people alone. <laughs> Let people be successful. Leave Brittany alone. <laughs> and vegans and carnivores. Oh, it's, it's like that. It's, it's, you ever seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. one, my favorite line from the movie is when he says, pay close attention to the people who don't clap when you win. Oh, yes. Exactly. That goes to the diet thing too. You just lost 40 pounds and you were doing keto and people are like, oh, that's your cholesterol. You're not going to be able to keep that up. Those, they're not clapping. <laughs> right. They're not clapping when you won. Right. And you know what? If a, if Thor or a vegan strongman won America's Strongest Man, I'd be like, well, guess. Back to the drawing board. Guess he did it. Right. Right. You yeah. Know, good for not, him. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to deny it. Right. You know, you get, you don't deny what's right in front of your face. Just celebrate people. Exactly. Don't. Bring them down. I like it. Just because you're not doing it. All right. Well, you guys have comments? Put them below this video on YouTube. Send us them to info at fitandfurious.com. Show topics. Uh, I know there's people out there that disagree with this. I mean, we just talked for two hours about veganism. I mean, people have very, very strong opinions, so let us hear them, people. Make sure you're watching on YouTube to check out the extra shenanigans and valuable visuals and weekly extra content. Check us out on anywhere Audio podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. It really helps the show. Support the show at FuriousMerch.com. Get t-shirts there, and we will see you next week.